good football to all. This is the Shall We Football Podcast. I'm Ryan, my co-host, AJ and Colt. This is NFL. Thank God it's finally here, week one. We are titling this, We Want Some Goddamned Answers, with our guest, Frank Amarante. Is that correct, Frank? Correct. Thank you. Uh, oh, class for Ryan. Fantastic uh, pronunciation. I do my best. Uh, big welcome to Frank. Yes. He's joining us to demand all season answers from the first week of the NFL season and pick games against the spread because that's how we do things on the Shall We Football podcast. Frank, you can find him at F Amarante TFJ. That's A M M I R A N T E T F J. Uh, he's a writer for the Game Day NFL. That's at the Game Day NFL. You'll figure out how to spell that on your own. Uh, he, they're recently ranked in the top 50 fastest growing startups in New York City. It's a sports entertainment and media company bridging the gap between casual sports fans and betters. Personal note, uh, their stuff is super accessible for people with no betting background. So if you just want to go throw your money in a pot and light it on fire, ask them which pot to throw it in. Normally is a writer for Roto Better or Roto Baller and four for four fantasy football. He's a member of the Fantasy Sports Writers of America and the Internet Baseball Writers Association of America. Do you have a Hall of Fame vote, Frankie? Oh, for that? I don't believe that we do, but I have to look into that. That was early on in my, when I started this writing and I got to look back into that. I'll get back to, I'll get back to on that. (laughs) Love that. Uh, Potential hall of fame voter for the baseball writers of America. Uh, He does have a podcast, the fantasy Jones. That's at the fantasy Jones on the twitter.com. September 5th, 2022, 5 16 PM. Eastern time. Frank tweeted the Jaguars will make the playoffs this season. Don't sleep on them. End quote. Uh, So Cousin Douglas will now read the famous Jim Morris Sr. playoff tirade, updated, of course, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, I start off by saying this. Do not blame this on the Iron City Lights. I don't care who you're playing with. Junior college ladies, college ladies, much less real ladies. When you leave dinner with your grandbabies, go to a bar near your Ohio house and try to grind in the field position on a bar stool with Dolores from accounts receivable. You ain't going to get in the end zone of anybody I just talked about. All right. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that. We gave it away by doing that. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, hey, uh, uh, C- Coach Douglas, you're, you're probably going to have to win out to make the playoffs, sir. What's that? You're probably going to have to win out to make the playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Here you go. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I said we can win a game. That was Coach Cousin <laughs> Douglas Mora. Lovely. Ladies and gentlemen, a beautiful artistic rendition of the famed rant from Colts Coach Love Jim that. Mora. Uh, of course, Frank will attempt our famed pronunciation game. We will present the Mac Oracle Award for episode MVP. Named for Michael McCorkle, Mac Jones. We love him because he's a former child model, obviously. He's a national champion, first round draft pick, body of a young and current John Daly, who was <laughs> drunk on Big Moon kickoff this weekend. <laughs> Changed the spelling to MC capital O-R-C-A-L in honor of AJ's former roommate and my former tenant, Evan's inability to spell anything at all, even (laughs) simple names. Uh, Frank, we do have some ground rules, sir. We're not here to make friends. Human decency and puns not tolerated. Name calling is required. Do not wait until people are done talking to opine. Keep it brisk. We have tiny bladders. No rules. Just right. Brokeback snake house. So, gentlemen, shall we football? Damn right. All right. Love it. Love it. First, we're going to do some advertisement reading. We pay the bills here, uh, and we have a good credit score. Uh, I said good, not great on our credit score, but our picks are fabulous. Uh, This is NFL week one picks against the spread. And then we're going to expound on those games with which we would like to have sex or have sex during. Uh, There are a handful of the slate. We're going to start on Thursday, uh, which is a fabulous game. Uh, Buffalo Bills, Los Angeles Rams, Thursday at SoFi Stadium. Buffalo given two and a half. Is that correct? Buffalo road favorites mm-hmm. against the Los Angeles Rams. Picks first, and then we'll expand. AJ. Bills. Coulter. Bills. Frankie. I'm going with the Bills here. Give me Ryan. the Bills. He takes the Bills. We're sweeping the Bills. I think the sweeping Bills are the a bills. better football team. What is our burning question? Frank, we'll start with you. I'm interested to see how will Allen Robinson fit into this Rams offense? We'll Nailed it. Nailed it. It'll be interesting. Yep. Is, or, is, concur on AJ and Colt's part. 
No, Absolutely. I love I love that. What are yeah. Frank? What are what could the fantasy ramifications be if he booms or busts? Well, he's one of my favorite targets this uh, coming into drafts this season. You know, I give him a mulligan for last year. He clearly wanted out of Chicago. Now he plays the best quarterback of his career in Matthew Stafford with a great play caller in Sean McVay. I just really don't see a scenario where like it's going to be really hard for him to bust with with what he's with Agreed. his situation. So if he did bust, uh, the ramification will be, well, damn, like he's going fourth round. That, that would hurt a lot of teams. But honestly, like it's hard to see him really disappointing unless he gets injured. Yeah, I think I think the touchdowns will be there nonetheless. I mean, I think he will be pretty involved in the red zone. My my burning question, but the answer that we want is Gabriel Davis going to explode in this game. Is, is he going to be the guy? Because we all want him to. Yes, and we, we think do. When a lot of us think he can, I think he can too. I mean, I, I think. Listen, Colt, my mother never played a goddamn second of fantasy football. This woman wants Gabe Davis to happen more than anything in her <laughs> entire life. More than she wants grandchildren. She wants Gabe Davis to be a thing. Yep. Colt, is that a guy you snuck out from under me last night? Nope. I here's the thing. I don't. I haven't drafted Gabe Davis in any drafts. Mm, uh, well, in some in some underdogs and some uh, best balls and things. But I was staring him down tonight, and I, I went another route. I think I took because he's going in that range for Allen Robinson. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Ooh, See, really? I'm going. I'm going around there. AJ, I'll give us you. your thoughts. I have to keep this dog from eating paper. Okay, uh, so my burning question that I require answers for is I need NFL week one to tell me what impact Von Miller moving from the Rams to the Bills is going to have in this game. For me, I think that the Rams lost Leonard Floyd is fine. I think the Rams lost their best uh, pass rusher, not named Aaron Donald. And I think that's going to sting a little bit. And it stings more in this game because he's now wearing a Buffalo Bills jersey. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, Von Miller moving from the mm. Rams to the Bills. Bobby Wagner coming in from the Sea Chickens to the Rams. I think it's going to make a huge impact and fill some of that void that Von Miller left behind. My burning question is, what do the Rams do at left tackle? against a much improved Bills pass rush. Can Matthew Stafford and his one good elbow stay afloat in this ballgame? I say no. Josh Allen is primed and ready for an MVP campaign. One other question I have for them, though, is how does Josh Allen do without Brian Dable? Mm, that's a that's great one. See, Significant uh, question. Frank, Colt, what is the fantasy community? How, how is that? How is Brian Dable not being there anymore applying to the way people see not so much Josh Allen. He's going to eat. But further down the food chain, your Dawson Knoxes, your Gabe Davises, less so Stephon Diggs, but then your, um, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, James Cooks of the world. What are we thinking there? How does that impact it? Well, I don't think the fantasy community is really thinking that it's a, a negative impact on the Bills offense as a whole. I know Dable did great, but there's so many good pieces here. But what I would say maybe that it appears that they really want to do is they it's clear they wanted a pass catcher out of the backfield they pursued jd mckissick they drafted james cook and that's his main strength so they probably wanted that in terms of an added dimension to their offense which is what we'll probably see not huge on dawson knox just because he's touchdown dependent but um yeah to to sum it up i think adding that pass catcher of the backfield is a new new per new wrinkle they'll have I love mm -hmm. James Cook. He's going to be a huge pickup for the Bills. He may be their most underrated draft pick. All right, moving on. We've got the Saints at the Falcons. Falcons, home dogs to the Saints, given five and a half picks first. AJ. Saints. Coulter. I'm going Saints. Frankie. Saints. Falcons cover. Mm. Ooh. Oh. I, fucking explain yourself. Yeah. Falcons cover. I think both of these teams have a lot of learning to do. Uh, it's not going to be as smooth a transition to Jameis Winston, no Sean Payton, uh, as we think in New Orleans. Michael Thomas hasn't caught an NFL touchdown pass since uh, before COVID hit. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see what the Saints bring. I think the Falcons are, are going to have enough to cover. Colt brought up a really interesting thing, and then we can move on. Uh, the offensive line, by the way, it looks totally different now. They're yep. suffering injuries. Yep. Um, Obviously, Armstead is gone. Trevor and Penning. Trevor Penning. Yep. Adios for at least for now. And yep. 
what is it? Uh, fucking J- is James Hurst? Is that where we're at at this point? I don't know. Either way, it's not Armstead uh, and it's not even pending. So there yep. is concern there. So I understand what you're saying, Ryan, but you are wrong. Saints win Falcons cover. Uh, we have 49ers at Bears. Uh, 49ers road favorites again. Bears home dogs by seven. Who we got, AJ? Uh, very tentatively, the 49ers. <laughs> very uncomfortably, the 49ers. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking about I'm going I'm going Niners. Big number, Frankie. I know it's a big number on the road, but I got to stick with the Niners. I want to do it. He's going to. All right. Give me the Niners. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it so bad, though. Golly. Put jeepers. an asterisk nest to that one. Uh, Pittsburgh at Bengals. Got Cincinnati favorite at home by six in the hook. Uh, picks first. And we're going to talk about this one because it is muy interesante. Frank, you're first. This one's tough because you know how the Steelers under Tomlin, they sometimes they surprise you, sneak up on you, cover these spreads, think back to uh, against the Bills last year on the road. I'm familiar. But <laughs> I mean, it's, I still got to go with the Bengals here. I just love what they did to the offensive line. I think they're going to just pick up right where they left off last year. Walter? I'm thinking about it too. I'm thinking, I'm thinking pretty hard on this one. I, I'm going home. I'm, I'm going Bengals. I know. AJ? Bengals. Ooh, yeah. Give me the Steelers to cover, Bengals to win. Week one, we're firing on all cylinders, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the last time we had this dichotomy between you and I, Ryan, uh, you most definitely came out on top. Yep, every time I picked the Steelers, yeah, every time I picked the Steelers, <laughs> it's been problematic for me <laughs> in that I am a Steelers fan and they don't cover and they normally also don't win. Wipe hey, the floor. Quick question. Uh, is there going to be a punishment to the loser this year? Like there, there is. That's, 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 oh, yeah. that's yeah, typically yeah. me, Frank. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been cold all the time. Uh, <laughs> the first time it was for both business and personal life. He did have to change his Zoom photo to the most egregious photo of Drew Locke's big dumb face. So that when he turned his video <laughs> off, Drew Locke was staring everyone uh, directly into their eyeballs. Conversation starter. Through the eyeballs into their soul. From the uh, end of the regular season until the draft. Yeah. yeah. So it was a lengthy amount of time. What was last year? The uh, Aaron Rodgers picture, I believe. Aaron Rodgers picture. This year it has to be more egregious and we are open. This year, this year I have I have uh, put it out there. The loser gets to play nine holes with everyone else wearing a skirt. Okay. <gasps> okay. I love that very much. Yeah, I yeah. Know. What's up, the ante? I love that very much. I, I don't want to finish last this year. <laughs> Colt, what size squirt do you wear, bud? Um, <laughs> let's, let's make it a small. <laughs> AJ, this is your team. What's your burning question? Oh, God. Uh, there's. I have so many. I Narrow it down to one, I guess, is can is does this offensive line improve enough to give Mitch Trubisky time? I want to know week one. You tell me, does the Steelers offense improve enough over one offseason and like one new player to improve enough to give a uh, less problematic but dumber quarterback uh, <laughs> more time to throw the football? I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess I think the answer is no, because I do not have them covering this. <laughs> so <laughs> I believe the answer is no. Um, but then like, you know, Stefan Tuitt retired. That's going to be that's going to be bigger than I think anyone comprehends to what that defense can do, even when they're at full health. Uh, you know, if you're starting from unlike Bill Belichick, if you're starting from the front four or the front three and your success is supposed to trickle backwards, so to speak. Um, that's awful because they're they're replacing him with Larry Ogunjobi, mm. my player, not Stefan Tuitt. Cam Hayward is is an old man at this point. He's my age, for Christ's sake. He's younger than Colt, but he's my age. <laughs> younger than me, then. Uh, Frankie, your burning question here. All right. My burning question is, will the Bengals pass at a higher rate this season now that Joel Burrow's another year removed from his torn ACL? Mm. And I'm going to say yes, because I think early on last year, they, they sort of, you know, eased him in. They didn't want him dropping back as often as he did as a rookie because their offensive line was vulnerable. They didn't want to get him killed back there. But now they they improved the offensive line, and he's probably more confident on his knee. He's fully healthy. 
I think they'll pass at a higher rate and because that's the strength of this offense. That's the Canadian pleasantries. The Bengals' offensive line was vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stunk last year. Walter, <laughs> do you have one? I got a burning question. Uh, is George Pickens going to come out and just smash week one and make a statement? That's it's, it's a, a burning fantasy if, question. If you want to get if you want to get free Iron City lights for the rest of your life, you got to come out week one or you're going to get like free natties forever. You still get free beer, but it's going to be real shitty. <laughs> I mean, if Pickens comes out and has a uh, hundred yards and a touchdown, are we going to be surprised? Are we going to, I mean, the, the odds are he won't. I'm yeah. I, yeah. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be, I mean, we've talked about him enough where I, it wouldn't be a total shock. It probably wouldn't, wouldn't register as shock, but surprised that yeah. he lived up to all of the, you know, fabled preseason projection that, that's you know, part I'm, of the problem is he he was too good in the preseason. He's not a secret. No, yeah. he's not a secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that's no there, secret there's, weapon. There's so little film of this man playing football True. that exists Since on high planet school. Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Since such, high school. such a small amount of film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fantasy questions for Colton and Frankie. What do you guys have? There was a couple just now, if you're listening. I heard George Pickens. Frank, do you have one? <laughs> Will they use Joe Mixon more on third downs after last year? Often bringing in some Ajay Pirai in which so if Mixon plays more third downs it's obviously good for his fantasy value so that's yep, an yep. interesting I like that a lot uh my, my my question is is that offensive line demonstrably better than they were last year especially since they devoted so many resources uh to to that area of the offseason so that is a burning question that we all do have all right Philadelphia at Detroit not going to talk about this because no one cares now we got Detroit home dogs Philly by four AJ, your pick, please. Our countless friends of this program that are Eagles fans are not going to take too kindly to this. <laughs> I know, love what you're about friend. to do. No, know that know that the um, the rest of us are not represented by Ryan and his his bad bad mouth. Uh, I am going to take the Eagles. We'll care about them later. <laughs> okay, I'm taking the Eagles either way. Coulter, I'm going Eagles. Oh, oh man, I did not. I, I, you thought I'm gonna go it? Eagles. Uh, I yeah. think they're one of the best teams in the NFC. That let's go. Is a lead. Let's go. DJ Brown there now. That's a yeah. good team, man. Give me the I, Eagles. I think the Eagles are really good too. I think I think the Eagles by a lot. I think Detroit shows fight and heart because that's all they have right now. Uh, I like the direction they're trending, this, but I still like the Eagles. This sucks yeah. for us because we are both on record saying we think the Eagles will be very good, and some of us in this room in this. Um, Virtual rumor on record saying that the Lions are going to be uh, I think they're going to be a good. hell of a lot better. Yeah. yeah, I do too. I just don't think they're going to win this week. I don't think they're going to. It's a tough start for them. Yeah, this is a tough start. Either way, we are wrong. All right, we got Patriots, Dolphins, this one. Uh, Patriots at Miami, Miami by three and a half in this ball game. Coulter, what say you? Ooh, Miami three and a half. Uh, give me New England. All right, AJ. Give me New England. Thank you. I think I, I, I don't like the spread of three and a half, but like I got to go with Miami here. I'm just going to uh, my angle is that um, the offensive struggles we saw from the Pats in the preseason, given like losing Josh McDaniels and such a downgrade to Matt Patricia and oh, Joe God. Judge calling. Yeah, play, baby. That's a good I point. Think, <laughs> I think that's going to carry over at least early on in the season and they'll struggle and Miami will get it done at home. Uh, Bill Belichick's going to give Matt Patricia and Joe Judge each Two weeks to call plays. They're all four going to stink uh, in those games. Doesn't Tua uh, have a pretty good career against the Patriots? Doesn't he play them pretty hard? I, I don't know. I'd have to look I think that he, up. I think he kind of dominates the Patriots. I would have to look that up. Uh, I do not trust the Patriots offense. Give me the Dolphins in this one. Probably big. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat those words, but it's on Yeah, I kind of wish I would have taken Miami. So nope, you can't now. Up. You can't. I'm not taking it back. He already, he already <laughs> wrote it down. I pinned it in. All right, we got Ravens, Jets, Baltimore, road favorites by a touchdown. Who you got, AJ? Mm, baby boy. Uh, give me the Ravens. <laughs> Frank? Got to go with the Ravens here, whether it's Joel Flacco oh, yeah. or Zach Wilson starting. You know, Baltimore's defense is healthier, and they improved it. They get it done on the road. And the Jets are going to stink. Coulter? It's Baltimore. Yeah, me too. Ravens sweep. No, no need to discuss it more. Uh, we're going to go jagging off in DC. Jaguars against our beloved Red Hogs. Red Hogs favored by two and a half. Uh, AJ wanted to desperately to speak about this, but let's give our pick our picks first. Frank, 
This is my favorite pick of the week. I'm actually a Washington fan, but I, I really love the Jaguars to win outright. Oh, in the show, uh, I, I think they're going to really surprise this season. I think they start here in week one. Colter, I love it. Yeah, I am in stride with Frank here. Give me Jacksonville. Hey, Jag. Throw down a, a a big old thing of slop. Red Hogs are gonna eat. Oh, I'm jagging <laughs> off now. Jaguars for me too, buddy. <laughs> oh, are you really, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Give me the Jags. Uh, okay. I like what they do. Uh, I, I really, my burning question for our beloved Jaguars against our equally beloved Red Hogs. Uh, what does Doug Peterson's offense look like? Can Trevor Lawrence make a step with a competent NFL football coach? Uh, and plus one of his favorite weapons since he was a freshman in college in Travis Etienne back in healthy. AJ, this is your, this one's your baby. Yeah, this is my sweet, sweet child. So uh, I'm going to say some things and then Frank is going to make some facial expressions, I'm sure. And that'll mm. let me know if I'm if I'm hot or cold <laughs> in this. So I don't think that defense can suck forever. Okay, Frank nodded. This is good. I like where this is going. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yes, uh, I, I can't fathom that defense stinking so badly for so long with the personnel that that they have. And then I think Jahan, I think Jahan Dotson is going to be the truth. Also, yep, I agree. I, with that. I think he's going to be big time. Uh, Ryan, do you want to tell us what you think about Carson Wentz real quick? I don't think we've talked about that in a little while. I'm pretty sure Carson Wentz or Brian Kelly were responsible for the death of my mother. Oh, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. <sighs> I think Carson Wentz stinks. Uh, the, and he couldn't have gone to a better franchise because that franchise is a fucking dumpster fire. And I'll believe that until Dan Snyder sells the team. Yeah, we're starting a GoFundMe to buy the Red Hogs. Yeah, we're at seven dollars. <laughs> how can how can the Red Hawks defense continue to stink with the personnel that they have? They got they got hit so hard with injury last year. Yeah. They did, uh, and Chase Young still hasn't come up out of that. Um, but uh, let's see if the young guys like uh, like Davis can continue. Montez to... Sweat's still there. Well, I mean, I was talking about the the younger guys. Montez mm. Sweat is a is a is a commodity, but. Uh, well jimmy davis in uh in the uh in the linebacking and and the rest of the linebacking core is still fairly what's the word um youthful spry i was gonna say bad oh uh (laughs) unproven unproven Unproven. yeah that's a that's a good good word (laughs) culture do you have burning burning questions in your loins uh i i do have a burning question for this game uh it, it kind of lends to basically Trevor Lawrence, right? Specifically in Dynasty. I traded for Trevor in the offseason. Uh, I gave Fields in this deal. Ooh. But I'm, I'm wondering that with Doug Peterson and the offense he runs and having ETN back, and I mean, are we going to see Trevor ascend this year? I think so. Yeah. I, I think he's set up to succeed. And so that's, that's my biggest question that I want answered from week one. I want to see – at least 250 and two from Trevor. I want to see something. I think we will. Yeah. Frank, are your loins tingling about this game? Well, one thing we spoke about Lawrence, I think he's going to take a year two leap. I think he's just held back by the atrocious coaching of Urban Meyer. And now he gets a huge upgrade in supporting cast and coaching. So I'm going to look elsewhere with my burning question. It's going to be how will the backfield look? I, I'm still high on Etienne, even though James Robinson's ahead of schedule. I want to see like how Robinson looks, how they're utilized, like how much will they use Etienne in the passing game? I think they will use him a lot, but it's interesting to uh, to really to look for. That's a great point, Frank. They paid a lot of money for Christian Kirk too. Yeah, a lot. I like for he, Christian Kirk. I think he's headed for a breakout year. Maddie too. He fucking better be at $26 million a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you look at what Doug Peterson did in, in Philadelphia with uh, aforementioned Carson Wentz, uh, he made Carson Wentz into an MVP candidate. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence has so many more fucking tools mm-hmm. than Carson Wentz does. Uh, he could be set up for a great deal of success. Maybe not to the extent of that that MVP year of Carson Wentz this year, but next year they're going to be a fucking problem. Mm, okay, Agreed. I like that. I like All it right, there. moving along. Cleveland at Carolina. Baker returns. Well, his old team comes to town. Uh, Carolina favored by a point and a half with Jake Brisket at at the helm for Cleveland. Picks only on this one, Frank. 
Give me Carolina. It's the ugliest game on the slate. Mm. Carolina wins a snooze fest. This is Iowa, <laughs> South Dakota State, baby. Cole. Oh, yeah. I'm going Carolina, too. AJ. Uh, how about you give me the Panthers a cover by two safeties? Love that. <laughs> I also like the Panthers for the only game that Christian McCaffrey is going to be fully healthy for. Ah, I hope not. Just drafted him. <laughs> Sorry, bud. That's on you. <laughs> Indianapolis at Houston also just picks. Uh, we got Indy road favorites, Houston home dogs by a touchdown. Uh, Frank, your, your turn first. Yeah, give me Indy. Matt Ryan's going to really be a, give that steady veteran presence after Carson Wentz was so erratic last year. It's going to help them a lot, and they'll get it done here. Cool. Uh, I'm going to go Houston. <gasps> oh, win. Seven's a big number. Winning outright. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Davis Mills. You can come We're out winning slinging. outright, not just covering. Covering. Okay. All right. Let's, say, let's go with a cover. All right. AJ, give me the Colts. Colt. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you're on right now, bud. Just because you turn, <laughs> just because you turn forty, does not give you license to make bad decisions at will. Hey, he's a, he's a forty year old man now. He loves the cover too. But see, this is how I end up finishing last place because it starts with a contrarian pick or two, and I, and I keep doing it. Yeah, it does. Before you, you know, know it, the worst fucking record on the yeah, season. Yeah, Colt tries to play catch up for the rest of the year. It yep. just gets worse. Yep. Uh, give me the Colts in this one. I, I like Davis Mills a lot. Um, I The Colts receiving core fucking stinks. <laughs> it is terrible. But Houston secondary also stinks. Uh, Matt Ryan's going to do better things. Colts by a touchdown. I like that. Uh, Giants and Titans just picks on this one again, fellas. Uh, Titans home favorites five and a half. Frank? Give me that. This is going to this- Smells like one of those fishy interconference games. Give me the oh, Giants. Oh, give me the Giants to come. Oh. Plus five and a half. That yes. took me in my downstairs. <laughs> we trust Frank to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves because I'm taking, right. I'm taking the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> Coulter. I'm going Tennessee as well. Oh, the Giants are, are god awful. <laughs> <laughs> They are so bad. Uh, and I think they've had some injuries in the last couple of days in, in camp, too, uh, that they're going to have to me- meander around. Uh, Saquon Barkley finally healthy. That's their only saving grace. But I still think the Titans went by a touchdown. Right. There are there are, are other good players in that offense. But uh, Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones has to get them the football by yeah. which. Yeah. Yeah, we get it. Not good. Not good, Frank. Uh, All right. We've got Packers and Vikings. This one we're going to discuss. Green Bay road favorites by only a point and a half, basically a pick them. Frank, what say you? I'm going to go with Minnesota uh, here to win outright. Well, obviously, it's only one and a half. They're not going to lose by one, but um, they could. They could. It's just it would be rare. Ask LSU. um, They could. (laughs) Uh, i just love uh the coaching upgrade i think kevin o'connell is gonna really help out the offense Uh, i think they'll be more progressive after that kind of outdated offensive philosophy they had on their coach zimmer i think it will really help the team and they start off their year with a huge win over their division rival i like that i like it i'm going i had the same pick man i'm going riding with frank here in minnesota all right aj give me the packers all right i think i'm gonna go vikings too Mm. I think the Packers are going to take a couple of weeks to figure it out. That's kind of where I'm thinking too. Agreed. I, 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 they're they're going to be a wagon by the end of it. Their defense is still very good. Um, yeah. Is Jair Alexander healthy? He is. That's going to be an issue. Um, yeah, that's, be a big issue, and that's that's my point. Here's the question: Is the Packers' defense going to get better? <coughs> Probably. Uh, I think they're going to get much, much better. Rashawn Gary was showing some things by the end of last year that. He was turning into that five-star talent coming out of high school, going into Michigan. Who did they take in the first one? They took uh, Quay Walker. They and... took Quay Walker. Yeah, Quay Walker's a problem. And didn't they have a... They, they took two Georgia defenders. They did, yeah. Devontae Wyatt. That's gentlemen. right. Ah. And those are some of the reasons why yeah. I think that if there is a team to slow down Justin Jefferson and the Minnesota Vikings, it's Jair Alexander and the Green Bay Packers defense. John Reed, Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Quay Walker, and whatever you think about Devondre, Devondre Campbell. That's the front seven right now. Not to, not, to, not even uh, not even counting mm-hmm. Dean Lowry. Um, and then you've got Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage in the defensive backfield. Obviously, Jerry Alexander. And then former first-round pick Eric Stokes. Uh, I think this defense 
is going to keep Green Bay playing at the level they're used to and in, in an entirely different way than we're used to seeing. They just moved Athens up to the land of the cheese. They did. More, they did. more or less. Stokes and Walker and, and, and Wyatt, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the Vikings offensive line kind of stinks. And getting better. Yeah, well, sure. Adam Thielen's still there. Um, uh, Dalvin Cook is still there. Um, Matheson is still there. They, they have some weapons outside of Justin Jefferson. I think they're going to have enough to win this game. Packers still win the division, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Burning questions, anyone? anyone? Have we discussed it enough? Frank, yeah, I could do one quick one. Um, yeah. what? This is the obvious one. We got to think of how the – uh, Packers receiving room will shake out. Will yeah. Romeo Dubs carry over that hype he showed in preseason, like that he generated from his strong play? Uh, is Alan Lazard going to play? Uh, how much is AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones going to play? Will they play together on the um, at times? A lot of interesting questions with the Packers offense with fantasy implications. I think you know Jones and Dillon are the two, their two best players on offense, and they're both going to be really strong uh, fantasy running backs. I think they'll run more this year than they had. Do you think Alan Lazard is a wait and see if you if you have him hold him for a couple of games and see how it works yeah. out? Yes, I wouldn't start him. And if I were to have taken him, I would have planned for the fact that I'll take a wait and see approach early and, and make sure that I have another viable receiver I could plug in over. Yep, I like that. Coulter, any fantasy yeah. questions for you? Um. I'm thinking about Minnesota. Who else steps up? Uh, who else steps up in that passing game? Because they shipped off uh, Amir Smith-Marset to Chicago a few days ago. Um, for me, that that slates Osborne in as the three. You know, I mean, like he wasn't already right, but is Osborne going to step up? Uh, is Irv Smith going to step up? Maybe that's Jay- kind of maybe Jalen Rager. Huh? Eh, I don't know just, about that. Just kidding. Just <laughs> yeah. kidding. Just kidding. I mean, he's too there old. Could he's 22. Be, it could be a little <laughs> light in the tunnel for Rager because he might be used differently. And he's still young. But I, I'm looking for, are we going to see a, a small breakout for KJ Osborne? who quietly had a pretty good year last year. Irv Smith perpetually dinged up. He is catching passes from the broken thumb. Um, is, is Irv Smith ever going to hit? You know, is he just going to be one of those guys that, he has all the athleticism and he has all the tools and, and it just, just never can't stay healthy. Yeah. yeah. I've got one more for us. Does the three, four, does this version of the three, four truly unlock what used to be a very strong Minnesota Vikings defense? And I, for the love of Christ, I could not tell you. No, <laughs> I find that the Darius Smith going from the Packers to the Vikings Ooh. kind of. Um, not something you hear of very often division rivals, unless you're the Patriots and you don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> otherwise that's a little bit more rare. Uh, I'm interested to see, uh, I mean, we're, we're, you know, we've got our fantasy guys here. I'm, 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 I'm primarily concerned with is the D is the Packers D going to be as good as I think they are. And can the Vikings D sustain what is probably going to, it, it's inevitably going to be a very good offense, at sure. least a, at least a good offense enough to keep them in just about any game they play. Can the defense match up? That's what I'm, that's what I demand to see from week one. My my question about the Packers defense is uh, the youth, especially with Walker and Wyatt, how big an impact can they make this early in the season? Or are they going to take a little bit of time uh, to kind of reach and get used to NFL speed? I know they played on basically an NFL defense in college. And, you know, Alabama was as close to an NFL offense as you can play, and they were dominant. Um, but, you know, that's that, that's a question that's, that is remaining to be seen. My question is, does Aaron Rodgers show up to the facility high on ayahuasca? <laughs> <laughs> Seeing spiritual visions of in a, in a different in Nick Cage costume. Oh, I'm going for national treasure for week one. <laughs> going to look good. Maybe Percocets this time around. Yikes. Oh, boy. All right. Another game we got to talk about Kansas City at Arizona. Uh, Arizona oh, yeah. home dogs by a little less than a touchdown. Six and a half. Kansas City is favored by. Picks first, Frankie. One of my favorite picks of the week, and it's the Chiefs. They've this spread open at three, and now it's six and a half. They've recognized that that spread was too low, and it's a huge mismatch here because you know the Chiefs have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. 
The Cardinals let Chandler Jones walk in free agency, did not really replace him at all. Mm-mm. You're going to see Mahomes likely have a clean pocket for him to pick apart that Cardinals defense. And I think Juju Smith-Schuster starts off his Chiefs career with a strong game, and they just take care of business. They win by 10 or more. Colter? I like all of that, Frank. Um, the line movement and everything, too, especially you touched on shipping off Chandler Jones. I- I'm going KC here, too. I think... KC will take a little bit of time to gel offensively, sans Tyreek Hill, obviously. But I, I am in agreement with Frank on the Juju coming out, having a nice game week one, too. Um, and, and they're coached better uh, than the Cardinals. Yeah. And the Cardinals have a lot of injuries. Ertz is up in the air to play. Rondale Moore has an undisclosed injury that's up in the air. Hopkins is suspended. Antoine Wesley is injured. Uh, who, who else we got here? A.J. Green. Is old. Yeah. (laughs) And he kind of doesn't play well anymore. And, you know, Trey McBride may see some significant snaps week one. That that would be cool. Let's let's see how he's acclimated to the NFL. But I'm going Chiefs. Frank, do you have some feelings on Trey McBride? I thought I saw you uh, post something about that. Yes, I did. I think he could be a sneaky, uh, you know, if you obviously it's only in a super deep league or in a dynasty league where you're rostering him. But. I could see, you know, if Ertz is forced to miss this game, he steps up into a larger role or he's forced into more targets than what they had originally planned, especially like you mentioned, Rondell Moore banged up. And I, I think he could be, you could see him as a recommended pickup at tight end if, if he has a big game, which I think he can, because they're going to be forced to air it out to keep pace with the Chiefs. Even though I do agree that there could they could take time to gel offensively, Kansas City. I just think this is a good matchup for them. But I yeah. will wanted to add one thing is that Hollywood Brown is like slated for a ton of targets, especially in this game. <laughs> yeah, I didn't talk about him. And thanks for bringing it up because he he's he's going to thrive. That'd be the, fine. The other thing is, I think based on what Frank just mentioned, uh, I think that offensive philosophy. Now, if anyone is going to be rigid enough not to do this, it's it's Cliff Kingsbury, but. In any other offense, uh, I think you could see a lot of 12 personnel once Ertz comes back if McBride shows out well because they have to keep people in the block in order to make sure that Kyler Murray stays upright, even though obviously kid can move better than just about anyone not named Lamar Jackson. I I think that you, you could see a lot more 12 personnel if Cliff Kingsbury gets his head out of his, you know, his dare, his nethers, his derriere. Very handsome dairy. I've never seen his derriere. Colt, uh, Ryan, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I just wouldn't know. Live a little sometime. Uh, so <laughs> my my question is, now that Kyler Murray is being forced to do film work uh, on the clock, contractually <laughs> obligated to not play Call of Duty for four hours a week, <laughs> does he does he take a step that, that he needs to take, especially missing so many weapons uh, early in the season? I, I don't know if he can do that. Um, at, at this point uh, in his career, especially with the offense that they run. It is so Kyler, Kyler centric. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury has been licking his chops about Kyler Murray since he was in Allen high school in Texas. Uh, he, he wanted him so bad when he was at Texas tech and he was never going to go. Uh, so when he got the opportunity to draft number one overall, he did it. I, I don't know if, if what they're doing right now is a recipe for success, especially with all of those guys out. Kansas City, though, has some serious question marks on defense. Losing Tyron Matthew is a big fucking deal. Uh, he was such an instinctual guy, you know, numbers-wise. He wasn't fabulous, but he was everywhere that he needed to be. Uh, there, there's not really another player like him. So I think they're going to struggle. I still, I'm still picking the Chiefs um, just because of Arizona's injuries. But given like get these two, two teams back together later in the season, and I think you see a much closer contact. I agree. Chiefs across the board here and counterpoint to that, Ryan, I'm actually seeing the more I look at the personnel on this defense, the more I think we're starting to see it's like the Packers and the Chiefs are taking that same sort of trajectory where it's like, okay, well, I forgot we had a defense. We should put we should get some good players on that. Nick Bolton was quietly fucking great last year. And if they can shore up the linebacking core. Yeah. um, Ryan, Ryan thinks that George Karloftis could be a dark horse for defensive player of the year. And I don't think, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility or for uh, defensive rookie of the year. I don't think it's all out of the realm of possibility. He's going to produce and he's going to do it quick. Maybe not a really high floor. 
He has an extremely high floor. Uh, the guy just knows how uh, to play the game of football, and he's much more athletic than you think he is. So that's Karloftis, Chris Jones, and Frank Clark on the, in, in the front four. Then Nick Bolton. And then now Done. you're adding, you know, first rounder Trent McDuffie to Legereus Sneed. And uh, Justin Reed, for those of you that never watched the Texans, is no slouch. At he's State. really good. He's very good. He's not really Tyron good. Matthew. Also kicks field goals. Very good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, great, great field goal kicker in case Butker goes down with a hammy. <laughs> and then Juan Thornhill. So I think this defense is coming together. You're right. And while you don't I'll have, have to see it this. from Trent McDuffie coming out of Washington. And that's we, why we, we demand answers. Yeah, we demand answers about the Chiefs secondary. God damn it. Love All right. Point. Love it. On it. Moving on. Raiders at Chargers. This one could be one of the better contests of week one NFL Sunday. The 425 slot. Chargers home favorites by three at SoFi. What do we think, AJ? This is my favorite game of the week. I'm so excited to see what the Raiders look like. I've, I'm on record here saying that they are the largest anomaly in sports in terms of how they win football games because they do it by the skin of the skin of their teeth. The razor-thin margin by which they get by not having a prolific anything except now you can make the argument for Derek Carr. Nothing else about that team is prolific. They got a ton of pressure on the quarterback last year, but the defense still stunk. And prior to that, when they were winning games, before they were getting a ton of pressure, uh, it was it was inexplicable how they were winning football games. And their their margin of victory was always so shitty, but somehow they got by. Now they actually have a part of that team that will be prolific. Um, also prolific, bad at drafting players. Alex Leatherwood cut, um, which is <laughs> just bad. which yeah, is just great. Just <laughs> yeah. super good. Um, but I'm so excited for this game, especially to see the Raiders and to see the Chargers beat them because I'm also excited about, I'm excited to see everything about what the Chargers are going to bring to the table. Yeah. yeah they're they're going to be super the, excited. The, the, the dual pass rush, JC Jackson in the secondary, you know, I want to see Mac and Bosa, what, what those guys can do opposite each other. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a nightmare if the Raiders can't get the ball out early. Uh, Derek Carr can do it though. Uh, that, that that man can get the ball out whenever he needs to. Um, but is it going to be enough to actually move the ball down the field? Are they going to play, you know, keep everything in front of us kind of thing? Whatever. I'm excited for it all. I want all those questions answered, but still give me the Chargers. Yep. Coulter? I'm going Chargers too, man. I, I think this is the Chargers year, and I think we see them come out all cylinders firing. Offense, defense, running backs, receivers, Sacks, picks, you name it. I mean, I, I think the Chargers are they're gonna come out firing. Frankie. Love it. Love the Chargers. They're my Super Bowl pick. They're just such Me too. a Sox team. Uh love what they've done. They've addressed helped they've they've bolstered their offensive line. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Khalil Mack and a big mismatch here is the Raiders are widely projected to have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. And we talked about Mack and Bolsa, just a recipe for disaster here. I, I like uh the short spread. I think the Chargers could win by 10 or more here as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the Chargers run off and hide with this one, uh, despite their coach being an idiot sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, their people are too good. Yeah, their people. And, and to Frank's point, the offensive line that got better than they had seen in a decade. At least a Sean Slater then went ahead and added Zion Johnson yeah. from BC in the first round, who... I don't really give a shit, L.A., if you're not excited about it. You will be when He's you can really run good. and throw at will even more than you did last year. <laughs> you're going to love it. He's really, really good. Uh, burning fantasy questions, Frank. Uh, for here, the burning fantasy question is um, really like, what are we going to see from Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro after they added a guy like Devontae Adams who just commands such a huge target share? Like, you know, Waller had a weird offseason with his contract dispute. It'll be interesting to see how, how many targets they get in week one. Coulter? Agreed. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I'm going to look at the running game, uh, looking at Eckler's workload. I think they used Eckler perfectly last year. Um, the high value, high leverage situations, the receptions, all those things. And he's come out and said, I don't want to have all the work, you know. So they brought Sony in um, a few days ago. And then apparently Spiller is fourth on the depth chart. He tweaked his ankle and he didn't have a very good preseason. And 
Yeah, he's sitting behind Josh Kelly in the depth chart right now. So my main point is, how is the Sony and Eckler dynamic going to shake out? I, I think we'll see. I don't think Eckler's – I think he's due for a little regression, but I think he's still going to ball out. And I think you're going to see Sony sneak in there and get some of those uh, goal line touchdowns occasionally. Uh, he'll get some tough yards in between the 20s. But I'm just – I'm curious to see the utilization this this year. Hey, Jay. Uh I want to know what I want to know what impact the Raiders pass rush, which is going to be very, very good because they are the ones that benefited from Chandler Jones jumping ship and now playing um, opposite tattooed wonder. That is um, Max Crosby. Crosby. That's two X's Max Max Crosby. Mm, Almost illicit. (laughs) Very close. Very close. Um, I want to know what that if that pass rush can do enough to make up for the rest of that defense. Because as Frank said, three, you're giving three points in this game. I need some justification, Vegas. And I think I, I this week we're going to get why this is a three point spread. They must think a lot or they must be getting a lot of money from the Raiders to, to put the line where it's at. Because this is flattering. Very, very flattering. Now, I do love the Raiders if they were in any other goddamn division. It's just not fair. I think this is going to be a Raiders home game. Hmm. They said that last year. For all intents and purposes, I think this is going to be a Raiders home game. I don't think that's going to translate to a Raiders win. I I am so excited to see what Devontae Adams and Derek Carr do back again together because their stat line... Uh, their final year together at Fresno State is hilarious. Uh, I'm going to tap dance a little bit so I can pull this up. And good Lord, they, he caught like 24 touchdown passes his senior year or his last year at Fresno State. How do you spell Devontae? Is it D-A-V? D-A-V. Yep. No, that's not how you spell it. <laughs> it is Either how way. you spell it. D-A-V-A-N-T-E. Oh, A-N-T-E. There, there it was. So their last year at Fresno State, Devontae Adams caught 131 balls for 1,720 yards and 24 touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, they have some Jeez. sort of inherent chemistry. They did run some sort of Mickey Mouse offense over there <laughs> in Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bunch of bullshit. But it, if you watch those highlights, I fell in love with Derek Carr uh, that season just because of what he did with Devontae Adams uh, out there as a bulldog. So I'm excited to see that reunion. I still think the Chargers win, though. Juicy. All right. Tampa Bay at Dallas. This is the Sunday night game. Buccaneers and Cowboys. Cowboys home dogs by two in the hook. What are we thinking about this, AJ? Oh, boy. Um, Our beloved muse and flame that uh, inspired much of the shenanigan and and, – and nonsense that goes on on this show picked the Cowboys to what gentlemen make the Super Bowl, make the Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> Which is quite juicy. Yeah. And we do love him for that. Thank you, Evan. Um, they're not going to win this game though. Uh, give me the Buccaneers. Uh, my only concern here is something I'll bring up after you guys make your picks. Coulter. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Bucks here. Uh, I'm concerned about Dallas's offensive line. Uh, I'm also concerned about Tampa Bay's, but the the receiving weapons, uh, Tom Brady, the defense. Uh, I'm going Tampa Bay. Frank, this one's tough because I liked it more before Tyron Smith uh, was injured, but I'm still gonna stick with the Cowboys. I don't know. I just I got this weird feeling. You know, Tom Brady's gonna regret coming back after he retired. It's just a weird vibe uh-huh. over there. I see that? Um, I know, of course, they they're better on paper, but I'm gonna go with Dallas at home. I'm also okay. gonna go with Dallas at home. And I don't know why. I don't have a reason. <laughs> Very much like Frank. I don't know Intuition. Why. Yeah. I think the Cowboys, they're going to start the year hot. They have a tendency to do so. Tampa Bay has a tendency, since Tom Brady's been there, to start a little slow. Uh, and, and this is just kind of going to be another case in point of that, regardless of the lack of weapons that Dallas has. I think, I think they're going to win this football game. AJ, what's your concern? Your deepest burning question that you should probably go see a doctor about. Right. Yeah. So my concern is the Buccaneers offensive line. Um, Tristan Wirfs plays or not, he's banged up. Um, And then you basically have almost an entirely new interior that you're going to have to break in. Uh, But with these toss up games, um, I don't necessarily, I don't entirely believe in like the three point 
home swing, especially when you're talking about two elite football teams. And I use that loosely with the Cowboys. They have elite personnel. Um, are they an elite team? Did they sustain injuries? No. And yes, I can't really remember what order I did that in. But anyway, I do think that the there's going to be an issue with gelling on the offensive line uh, for the Buccaneers. That's my biggest concern here. And then for the Cowboys, it's also their offensive line. Like Frank said, are these offensive lines going to make this game suck ass? This could be another Iowa, San Diego State or South Dakota State situation. I don't think. Sneaky the, under here. Oh, yeah. yeah hammer yeah, the yeah. under. For sure. What, what's what's our line set at? Let's I, see. For sure. I think it's like 50, 50. It's at 50 currently. Yeah. Okay. Hammer that under and uh, enjoy if you are an owner of the Buccaneers or Cowboys defenses. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not in terms of points given up, although we certainly seem to think so. But I think this game could produce some. High sack some fun, numbers. Some fun turnovers and high sack numbers. Yeah. Maybe. So not Iowa in that sense. Not mm -hmm. quite as as bumbling, but uh not what we're used to to see from from to seeing from the Buccaneers and Cowboys. Yeah. I I, I think it is going to be relatively low scoring as compared to what you would expect. Um with, with your best offensive lineman banged up in the first game, that's not something you want to see especially with the rest of your offensive line gone for the Buccaneers. Um, that, that is troubling, especially with a guy like Tom Brady, who, you know, he, he has relied on short on the short passing game a lot in his career, especially the late years with the Patriots. Um, so we, I think he'll be fine. I also think the Cowboys are going to be fine. Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard are both going to be fine. CD Lamb is healthy. The rest of the receiving core kind of stinks. Dallas Schultz is still in. I think they're, they're going to be okay. I'm a, I'm a hit the over on this one, actually. I think <laughs> myself I think, into the over. <laughs> I think Tyler Smith is going to surprise people as well out of Tulsa. Uh, that is a very good offensive lineman. Um, mm -hmm. I know it was seen as a reach. I'm a draft Nick, and yeah, it was absolutely a reach. He'll be playing uh, out of position, too. Yeah, but the player can play. Yeah. The player can play, and that's what you need on the offensive line. Dudes, yep. you need your dudes there. Yeah, fantasy implications, Colton Frank. Hey, is is so since this game is at night, is if Rob Brogkowski signs by like Saturday or Sunday morning, can Sunday he by play? noon? I think. Yeah, is it Sunday mm -hmm. at noon? He doesn't. He doesn't like look at the playbook, is my understanding. So why he just runs out there and sits <laughs> in empty zones? Yeah. He'll wait till midseason till the the playoff picture looks a little. He more just lays clear. down. Tom Brady gives him a big old kiss on the mouth. And that <laughs> That gives him that gives him all the info he ever needs. <laughs> he just sucks the playbook right out of Tom Brady's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, I've got a quick hitter for a receiver on each side of the ball here. Uh, what kind of a target share are we going to see for CD Lamb this year? I'm thinking it's going to be massive, heavy, heavy, massive, thirty percent, twenty-eight percent target share for the season and also was signing julio jones even worth it for tampa bay no that's, that's kind of what I, I don't think it is either but veteran I mean, present call yeah ryan ryan you bite your tongue let the professionals handle this frank oh well uh i want to add one thing we're hearing good positive reports of how julio looks say like, hey you never know maybe he's hyped to play re rejuvenated playing with brady i don't know it's up in the air with that one but for my question is I'm interested to see how much Rashad White plays in his first game. You'd love to see how he immediately yes. ascended the depth chart. Uh, he's a great receiver out of the backfield. How much will he take away from Fournette? I don't think he'll take away too much to make Fournette not a top 12 option at running back for fantasy. But I think White is one of the best, you know, handcuffs you can stash right now in fantasy football. Um, for sure. And it'll be interesting to see how they use him right out the gate. And with that line, too that we mentioned on Tampa Bay being a lot weaker than it used to be is yeah. the, the check down uh, pass to Fournette and or Rashad white, even more in the cards now. Cause Brady's yeah. not trying to get hit, man. We're going to run a lot of screens boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sure. So white could still, he might carve out some standalone value this season yeah. at some point. Agreed. The university of Tampa Bay at Iowa. Yes. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yes. Very nice. Maybe the U University of Iowa satellite campus in Tampa Bay. They're, they're trying to grow corn in, in, down in the, in the swamps of Florida. All right. So that leaves us with the Broncos 
and the Seahawks, the glorious return of Russell Wilson to the land of the 12th man. I think it's unfair that the Seahawks get to use 12 people, but that is neither here nor there. Picks first, gentlemen. Uh, give me the, uh, wow, I actually wrote this down. Give me the Seahawks. Big number. Give wow. me the Seahawks. Six and a half home dogs. I love uh, that. Colt. I'm going Denver. I don't even think it's close. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. I'm going with the Seahawks here. I Ooh, think. Let's go. Thank you, Frank. I think, uh, you know, for as much uh, hate as Pete Carroll gets for how, like, you know, he loves to run the football, I feel like he's the type of coach that can make, um, a, you know, underwhelming rosters sort of overachieve and be that scrappy team that covers the spread. They're home dogs here. I think their running game is going to be really strong with Rashad Penny. And uh, I know Geno Smith is the worst starter in the league, but. Yeah, you hold your but- tongue. Though <laughs> will manage, grad. I think he'll manage the game a little bit. And they, I mean, they got good weapons on offense Metcalf, Lockett, even Noah Fant has talent. So I think they'll give Denver a run here and keep it close. This okay. is going to be a gross introduction to Monday Night Football for Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. It is not going to be a fun one to watch. Pete Carroll is going to gnaw his gum to death. <laughs> And lose this game by less than six. (laughs) Give me the Broncos to win, the Seahawks to cover. Okay, all right. I think the Broncos are going to struggle, especially early in the season, to gel a little bit. They've got to figure out what Russell Wilson actually brings to the table um, and not just what Russell Wilson wants to bring to the table. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. It's even, you know, new offense, new everything over there in Denver. Uh, I think they'll still win. They'll start 1-0, and that's all that matters, unless you've got money on it. Uh, and I'm putting money on the Seahawks. Yeah. Okay. Burning questions, gentlemen. What do we have? Uh, with the Seahawks drafting, what w- what we hope would be a franchise left tackle for the first time since... Walter Jones. Since uh, Walter Jones and... Russell uh, Bill, Bill, Bill Clinton. Well, yeah, uh, Russell Okun was there, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah was Oklahoma the Stater. Uh, very long in the tooth, no longer in the NFL, uh, and spent his last few years um, not with the Seahawks, but with our uh, Denver Broncos. So yep. this is the first time since, thank you, Frank, Russell Okung that they have decided to actually address that offensive line in earnest and not draft Jermaine Effetti or any of the other poor decisions that they've made throughout uh, throughout the past 10 or so Pete Carroll years, um, the, la- the latter half Pete Carroll. So Charles Cross, Austin Blythe, Gabe Jackson, um, can they protect Geno Smith? No, but it is fun <laughs> to think about. <laughs> Frank, um, burning question. I I think they're going to be really run heavy and Penny's going to get a ton of touches, especially with Kenneth Walker dealing with that hernia. Even if Walker plays, I don't think he'll see much action. So just how many touches are we going to see out of Penny? Mm. Okay. Okay. Coulter. My question, my burning question is Sutton the guy, right? I have drafted him everywhere to be the guy. (laughs) 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 I damn sure hope so. Therefore, he's the Therefore, guy. He must, he's the guy. Be. He must be the <laughs> he guy. Will it into existence? Uh, my burning question. Oh shit! I really don't. I really don't have one. I, I'm excited to watch this game in the same way that I'm excited to have a root canal. Hmm. <laughs> that good, huh? Well, there, I mean, you you have to have. It has to happen. I will derive as much enjoyment from this game as the first Bills Patriots game last year when the wind was blowing sixty miles an hour. <laughs> I would I, I will enjoy it once and I will never want to do it again. <laughs> Very much like I watched Iowa, South Dakota State you every that, you did burning that second. I did. I chose to. It's an illness. <laughs> I too root for the punter. And I think we're gonna see a lot of punting in this game. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Brand. All right, boys. That's all 16 of them. Now it's time for the fun part. Frank, this is the pronunciation game. These are words that Evan cannot say. Uh, Evan being AJ's former roommate, my former tenant, future Netflix reality star, Evan Carmison. Uh, he doesn't use his mouth words good. Mm-mm. No, he does not. You may not opt out of any of these. 
you, you must at least make an attempt. Our first is a young man who played football on Monday night, last night at the time of the recording, at the time of listening a couple of nights ago. Uh, he is the Clemson quarterback for now. He will not be playing at Clemson next year. He will either be a low round draft pick or transferring elsewhere because Cade Klubnik looks very, very good. What is his name? All right, uh, let's go. I, I'm not as well versed in college, so I, perfect. It's gonna be a perfect like. <laughs> I just have to try it out with my uh, knowledge of like See how you know, it feels. linguistics. Yeah, uh, DJ Uagalele. Mm. Not, not, not too great. Not All great. Right. <laughs> it, it's right. very much like Tua Tungo Vailoa. The AG makes an ung sound. It's ah. DJ Uiungalele. Okay, okay. You he see. was very pedestrian against the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech last night. Uh, Coulter, this next one's you. All right, Frank, this next guy is a defensive end down in the bayou. He was drafted by the Chiefs. He hails from Villanova. What is his name? Uh, Tano Pasignon. Not quite. Close. Not quite close. <laughs> Hard K, Tano Capasignon. Ah, damn it. Yes, yes, AJ. Uh, this man plays center for the Dallas Cowboys. Formerly... He played center for the Wisconsin Badgers and ate lots of cheese. What is his name, Frank? Uh, Tyler Biadas. Ooh, the 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 syllables were were good, and then the last part was bad. There are actually two acceptable answers, and in the spirit of that, I'll give you another shot at that one. Okay, uh, Tyler B. I don't know, isn't it? Just the Z is silent. Uh. This one is impossible. Man, I love the Canadian Zed. I love it every time. Oh, Z, yeah, Z. My... <laughs> no, no, no. Please continue. I have to adapt to the audience. Uh, we're Tyler... the one that's are, we're the ones that are wrong. Tyler, be a dash. Not oh, bad. Not, not bad. bad. It is eighty percentile. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it's for this. It's the ninety fifth percentile. For sure. It's, mm. It is yeah. Tyler Biotish. Oh. Okay. Or Tyler Badass, if you'd prefer. Yep. Coulter. <laughs> All right, Frank, this next guy is, uh, I believe he's still in the roster with the New York Giants. Not sure if he stays that way for much longer. Hails from Old Dominion. Mighty Monarchs. Yep, the Monarchs. Virginia Tech last weekend. Nice. What, what is this lovely uh, gentleman's name? All right, I'm going to try this one out. Uh, Oshane Jimenez. Mm, it, it looks like it should be, but it ain't. Yeah. Tough, ah, tough, tough. It ain't. <laughs> Let him yeah. in on a cult. Uh, this this man is known as Oshane Shimenez. Ah, very, very, gonna, very deceptive Oshin. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that, and then I tried to get, you know, you might think, oh, that's try. too simple. I gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, that's what it was. It's a tricky game we play. Go Monarchs. Nobody wants to go to Norfolk at night, especially if you're Virginia Tech. Uh, this next fella, first round draft pick out of Auburn, War Eagle. Uh, he was drafted by the Dolphins. Plays cornerback on occasion when he's not injured. What is his name? I remember this player. I just don't remember how to pronounce this. So let's try it out. Noah, uh, Noah Igbenohene. Mm. Nah. Mm. Nope. Mm. Still no. But I appreciate the confidence. Ryan. You nailed the Noah. It is Noah Igbenogany. Igbenogany. It. It's all hard <laughs> syllables in there. Coltus. This next one's my favorite. Uh, this this guy, Frank. I don't know if you know. He's he's a Steeler now. He's. No longer a Patriot, uh, wide receiver, return specialist, all around handsome son of a gun. What is this? Oh, hails from Bemidji State. Mm-hmm. The Played cornerback for the old Beavers up there. What's his name? All right, let's go with Gunnar Olszewski. Mm. Almost. So almost. damn close. Dang, it's so damn close. Gunnar Olszewski. Think, uh, ah, shit, I should have known the, the W makes a B here. <laughs> Think, uh-huh. like, yeah, Co- Coach K, Duke Blue Devils. Yeah, and- damn it, damn it. I should have got that. All right. AJ, oh, this one's you, buddy. So, Frank, uh, this gentleman has been the head coach of Navy for um, what I believe now is three presidencies. Uh, he runs the triple option and keeps it alive for the children to see in sort of a living museum because no one else runs it but Air Force and maybe Army. Um, what is his name on occasion? All right, let's go with uh, Ken Yuma Tololo. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Nailed oh, it. There you go. Nailed oh, it. Nice. That felt Nailed good. it. Ryan. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Uh, this last fella here, second to last, actually, we've got a sneaky one in there on you. Uh, is a linebacker edge rusher at the University of Oklahoma, registered several sacks yes. this past weekend. Let's go, David. In Brent Venable's defense. 
I uh, don't even remember who they played, but they beat the dog shit out of them. What is his name? Uh, let's go David Ogwegbu. Uh, that's Nailed pretty it. good. We'll, that's we'll take good. that. That's yeah. fresh. Right. That's good. That's all fresh. Right, right. Uh, I like this it. one is even fresher. And yep. you have, like, I'm going to count down this from five, clean. and then you're going to take a swing at it. Five, four, three. Oh, my. Two, John Christian. One. Okay. John Christian Kaimino Lo Amekai Kuakpa Fairbairn. Nailed it. Fairbairn. Yeah, no, that's perfect. 100%. 100%. And that means you win <laughs> you got the McCorkle Award. It's tonight's episode. It's winning the McCorkle Award. Frank and Morante. Well right. done, Frank. Frank, last All week's right. winner, our Netflix star and I beloved like son, Evan Carmen said, gentlemen, child. it's very late and Frank is tired, and yet he stayed up with us and did all yep. this bullshit. Thank you, took Frank. the time out of his day, and he gets he gets big claps. Let's big everyone claps. do that. Give tell us about your OnlyFans, Frank. Frank. Yeah. <laughs> tell us about your, well, tell us, for, tell us what you do outside of OnlyFans. Well, you before you throw before I get into that, I got to say, uh, you know, thank you for having me on the show. It was a pleasure. I had fun and uh, I'll be happy to come back and whatever the time it was. A, it was a blast. But absolutely. Uh, no still, questions. Uh, you can find me uh, to the, our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at F-A-M-M-I-R-A-N-T-E-T-F-J. I always am. Uh, tweeting stuff uh, football related sometimes baseball betting content fantasy always love to engage in debate uh you can find my uh, weekly fantasy football ranks at the game day along with other betting and fantasy content and you know uh can't wait for the season it was a blast boys had a good let's time let's go let's thank give you. him another one yeah. gentlemen thanks for frank. being here buddy. thank you frank all right <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen Take thank you all home. for listening to the shall we football podcast please subscribe to our gently charred podcast on any platform apple spotify google etc please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen don't forget to follow us on twitter at swf underscore podcast listeners take a second retweet our new episodes on thursday mornings gentlemen there's a very important announcement i have to make uh texas Star quarterback Quinn Ewers went out and threw for 16 of 24, 225 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception, and then proceeded to get his Porsche towed from the player's lot because he put the wrong goddamn parking pass in it. Texas is back, baby. <laughs>